Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our guest segment. We're super excited to have him back with us. Pastor Paul Bagley is here. He's a Bible prophecy expert. He is a superstar on YouTube and social media and a world traveler. He just got back from Israel as well. Pastor Paul, good to have you with us, sir. Great to be here, Jim. So glad to be back with you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'll tell you, there's so much I want to ask you about tonight. But if it's okay, I wanted to start by asking you a a little bit more about your social media, because the last time you were here, we talked a little bit about that. And now we're commercial free, so we don't have a bunch of pesky commercials to uh, interrupt us here. Um, I checked. I was just checking today and you have three hundred and thirty thousand subscribers on YouTube. And for people that don't realize that, that is incredible. I mean, that how did you get to where you got, I mean, how many years did it take? Uh, how did you get to having such a huge following on YouTube? Well, I've been on YouTube, Jim, for nine years. And, uh, but you know, to, to be honest with you, how is, that's the, that's the question. I have no clue. It's really God. It really was the Lord bringing people and drawing them our direction. And uh, I give him all the glory because, you know, we just do it every day. We talk about the current events and, and how they relate to Bible prophecy. And and then we, we always ask people if they want to give their life to Christ. And, you know, we just stick with it, just stay with it daily. And it really it's the Lord's doing. So we give him all the glory and, and uh, a lot of people and there are a lot of great people. I've met a lot of them out there, you know, traveling around. But it's been a great honor to be a part of this. Well, and I have to ask you if you ever sleep because, uh, you know, I, I'm subscribed to you on YouTube and like all of a sudden in the middle of the night, like my phone will start chirping and there's some like earthquake in Chile and you're live <laughs> talking about it. It's not like you, you, you're not like CNN where there's like 50 different on air people. It's just Pastor Paul. So do you have like a like some kind of a you said you have like a little studio set up in your house and so you're just kind of monitoring the news 24 hours, and when something happens, it's like get down to the Batcave and fire up the cameras? Is that how it works? You, you got it. I mean, actually, that's true. I got a studio in my basement, and uh, so if something happens, if it's a big deal, uh, yeah, I just I put, you know, I'm in, I'm in my pajamas, throw a shirt on, run down, hit the, hit the button, go live. I mean, uh you know, that's kind of what we've done. We've been doing that. You know, if it's something big, we do that, and uh, uh, it's been effective, and I think people enjoy that. I don't mean to wake people up in the middle of the night, but I know I've I've <laughs> heard these stories yeah, before. Well, hey, it's it's fine, and I know that that's, that's kind of the new wave with social media is the whole live thing. I've started doing that a little bit, but it's different when you're live because there's, I mean, there's no editing, 
So it is what it is. So you you go live and it happens, mistakes and all. It's it's out there. Now, have you had any issues? Because a lot of Christians, I know um, conservatives, um, Dennis Prager, who's he's a Jewish man. He's not Christian, but he's got a lot of conservative content. He's had a lot of trouble with YouTube. I haven't had too much trouble with them, but I've had more trouble with Facebook. But have you had any issues with them? like trying to filter what you're doing or, or restrict you in any way, giving you strikes and things like that, just for, you know, putting your information out there or calling it intolerant or any nonsense like that. Yes. Yes. I've, I've battled it several times. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, certain, certain subject matter they'll say is inappropriate or, uh, or, or I'll get a strike and then have to go back and, work through it uh it's happened to me several times on youtube on facebook i've been shadow banned i i got up to like twenty thousand facebook friends and then all of a sudden it just kind of stalled and i went to finding out we did some testing to find out what was going on and, and they shadow ban me at facebook in other words i can put a, i can post a video on facebook but five people see it even though i have twenty thousand friends so uh, and you know, we, we, we write, uh, we send emails, we have people try to find out why, and it's just the games they play. So it's been difficult. YouTube has been good, but at the same time also have used some censorship on us. And so it's been a struggle, but yeah, it's just part of the, it's the world we're in. I mean, that's why I'm on a lot of different social networks and, and you know, you have to kind of just work your way around it all because, and, and, and I'll tell you what's been, Jim. The last two years have been the toughest. The first seven, very little problem. Could say about anything I wanted, could do about anything I wanted. I could be as free and open with the last two years. It has been tough. They've, they've really tightened down, uh, and on your freedom of speech. I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's tough. Now, now let me make sure that we know all of the different places you are. Um, I'm always interested to learn about different platforms. Somebody was telling me the other day about something called D Live, which is something new. It's like a new sort of like a competitor to YouTube. But I know you're on YouTube. I know you're on Facebook. I know you're on Periscope as well. Um, what are the other ones you're on? I'm also on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on uh, Google Cloud Podcast. Uh, I'm on uh, Blogger. Uh, I'm on New Livestream. I'm on Roku Satellite Television. And uh, I'm also at my website. You can always watch me live at my website whenever I go live, anytime. So that's you never get censored there. And then uh, then I, I'm also on television now, Jim. I went on television five years ago. And uh, so on Christian Television, I'm on World Harvest Television, uh, GEB television and NRB TV. Those are three Christian networks that are all air on direct TV. So three nights a week, you could find me on direct TV. Uh, one of those three networks I'm on. Uh, so that's three times a week. You can catch me nationally, but then I'm also in 16 cities, 16 individual city Christian channels. So we went television as well. Part of that was simply because Censorship has gotten tougher and tougher, and uh, so we just kind of keep all the options open. So on those TV shows, are those also just produced in your the basement of your home, is, or do you go no. to a studio somewhere for that? 
No, I go to yeah, I go to a, I go actually to Channel Forty in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is um, one of the studios, one of the channels owned by the late Dr. Lester Summerall, and I go there and I they built me a set, a nice little set, and I film there, do all my television shows there, and those are all pre-recorded that way and then sent out to the different channels each week. So I have a day, I have a weekly show that airs in all these different channels. So, um, yeah, I do that there. I could do it here, but I actually like using the, they're a little bit, uh, a little better professional. Yeah. I was going to so say it, it, it would be nice to have like, you know, other people kind of doing things, um, instead of having to carry the load of the whole thing. You know, you, I, I think you said you have a, I do have a grandson or somebody that helps you, right? Well, my son, my oldest son is actually my producer of all my live shows I do here in my studio here. Pretty nice studio we have here. And he has a control room there. And so he does, when we go live, uh, which we go live once or twice a day, usually uh, Monday through Friday, we go live five times a day at noon. And then we go four nights at 10 p.m. live. And when we do, we go live on all those social networks simultaneously. And he does it all. He helps me with the research. Then he does all the graphics. All the, uh, you know, he does all the switching of the cameras. I use three different cameras in here. And, you know, he produces a show that looks almost television quality. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. It's it's very professionally done. And, and you are on all those different streams. You got to help us. Um, my listeners, where did the where did the little thing come from? Are you serious? Where Where does that come from? Because. <laughs> And I know that's like your thing now. Like, are you serious? You have every show starts out with, are you serious? Are you serious? Is that, did that just kind of start as a little inside thing? And then all of a sudden it caught on. And now um, there's probably, are you serious hats and shirts people can get, right? You got it. You got it. It, it was just, uh, you know, I'd be talking about anything. I'd say, are you serious? What are these people doing? And I didn't realize I was doing that periodically. And all of a sudden, one of my listeners sent me a coffee cup in and said, are you serious? Jesus say. So uh, <laughs> we went ahead and said, <laughs> so we, when that happened to me, I said, whoa. So I just started doing it then every time. And you're right. Cups. I've got my own coffee brand now. Are you serious coffee? Which is blowing out the door here. They love it. T-shirts, the whole thing. Yeah, we, it's, it's the brand now. Are you serious? You know, because there's, and let's be honest. I was listening to you before I came, you brought me on. Listen to you with the uh, the Epstein thing and and the impeachment thing. Everything's going on, and they're just Jim. To be honest, there's so many things going on. It can't help but say, "Are you serious?" Because I've been watching this. I got I got this. I got this week. I got sick with a stomach flu, so I laid in bed for six hours and watched the impeachment hearing. And I, I had to get out of bed. It was like I, I'm going to die if I lay here any longer. I mean, they're killing me. I I, I can't. You know, how it's... many different ways do you? Well, and I don't know what your age is, but I'm going to be 55 and I've lived long enough that I can say things that younger people can't say. And, and I, you know, I lived, I grew up as a little bit, as a little kid, you know, four or five years old watching Vietnam on TV and the, and the news. And, um, you know, I, I was, 
I mean, I, I watched The Man Land on the Moon. I mean, I, I grew up with three TV channels. I'm sure you have similar, uh, similar gro- you know, uh, time growing up like I did. And and the thing is, people say, oh, well, you know, this is just how it's always been. It's the Democrats and the Republicans. And I try to tell people this is not how it's always been. We're, we're living yeah. in like uh, two parallel universes. Uh, tonight on CNN, there's a one-hour special. And the theme of this special is that Trump is a liar. It's a one-hour special by Jake Tapper. It's not called Trump is a liar. It's called something else. But they did a little preview of it earlier today, and I watched the little preview. And it's like an hour of Trump being a liar. And they gave a couple of examples of it. And I, my, I said, wait a minute. That, that's not that's not a lie. That's absolutely true. And for we have reached the point now where it's like the truth doesn't matter anymore. There, there is no more truth. It's just whatever people think that they want to think. Exactly. I grew up just like you. I'm 57. I'll be 58. Three TV channels. Setting, I remember getting up as a kid, sitting in front of the TV, waiting for the national anthem so that Bugs Bunny would come up. Uh, you know, I, re- I remember uh, uh, the, the Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. And you're exactly right. We didn't have this bipolarism of the of Washington. You know, yeah, there was always uh, a push and shove between the two parties, but not like this. And the media was not like this. Forget it. Walter Cronkite was just rolling over in his grave right now. I mean, this is not journalism no more, Jim. You know that. This is this is propaganda. This is not even propaganda now. It's it's really just lie after lie. And they there's no they have no shame. There's no embarrassment. It's filled with Life and I've never seen a president ever treated like this. This is horrible what we're witnessing. Yeah, it's it's unreal. And the the one thing that mystifies me of all that's going on in our culture, and then we're gonna I want to ask you about prophecy and your trip to Israel and all that, but I want to ask you this question. We can all objectively stand back and look at what's happening in California. Look at what's happening in New York, in New Jersey, in Illinois. We can look start by looking at that these areas are fiscally bankrupt. They they have underfunded pensions. They have uh, stacks of bills that they can't pay. Um, in in San Francisco, it is so bad. There is an app that you put on your phone to know what streets to avoid so you don't walk through crap. This is how bad their new district attorney is the son of two convicted terrorists, members of the weather underground that are uh, one. One is still in prison. The other just got out of prison. And and he announced publicly there will be no more prosecution of public urination or defecation. He announced that if you shoplift, I think it's like under seven or eight hundred dollars. There'll be no prosecution. And you look at these areas and I I don't understand why people can't see, OK, do we want the whole United States to be like this? You would think that, OK, the experiment has taken place. All of these liberal ideas have been implemented. And now here is the outcome. We have um, fiscally bankrupt, uh, crap filled streets. Is this what we want? And yet. 
they don't seem to reject these policies based on the results of them. And the only thing I can think of is the Bible talking about, you know, people being given over to a delusion, like they simply are not able to rationally, intellectually look at what's right in front of them and see that they're on the wrong path. Well, it's, you're exactly right. It is they're blind, leaders of the blind. The Bible talks about in the last days, they will say evil's good and good is evil. And what's happened with this uh, left-wing, liberal, socialist, communist um, conglomerate of what I would say is the beast kingdom about to rise is this is the new norm, perversion. Uh, every, anything and everything goes. And anything, they're in total rebellion. Anything that's righteous, anything that's good, anything that's sacred, anything that's wholesome, they hate it. They hate it. They won't come to the light because they love darkness rather than light. These are simple scriptures that I've read my whole life, but now literally you can witness it. And how, and guess what? California, they're fleeing California right now in droves. They're rushing to Texas, they're rushing to Idaho. They got to get out of there. People can't deal with it. The taxes are sky high. The sanctuary cities have made have made these cities become absolutely dangerous. Uh, the, the, you don't have any rights hardly in in, in California. Uh, the whole and, and, we, and that's just one state. I mean, we look over into the other coast and you see similar similar uh, crazy things. So, Jim, to your point, we're not we're living in the end times when it talks about perilous times or dangerous times. America is under siege right now. A coup is being attempted, and uh, our democracy is at stake. And my dad is 83 years old, and he got up to preach a little bit this morning at church, and he said, you know, I'm an old man, but I'm, I'm still going to fight for, for freedom. I'm going to fight for what's right. It's wrong. He, he said they need to, the swamp needs completely drained. The problem is the more that the president tries to remove people, he just fired the secretary of Navy today. I mean, whoever thought the Secretary of Navy, when the president pardons these guys, you're gonna you're gonna turn it right around and smack the president and try to take away this you know take away this guy's uh, credentials of being a, a Navy SEAL. Trump and I love Trump because he turns us you're fired. I don't you know you're an empty suit. Well, you know, and, and Pastor Paul, a, Pastor Paul, yeah. the, the way they talk about the president, like in these hearings and these different interviews you watch. It's like, well, we disapprove of him. Well, he's the president. You are under him. It's like they and I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if any of our presidents have actually exercised their authority, because anytime Trump, uh, you know, beats his chest and says, I'm the president, this is what we're doing. Their their jaws hit the floor. They, they're just aghast that this guy would actually exercise his authority as the president. And it makes me wonder have we ever had a president before Trump? I mean, or of all of these guys taking orders from from the deep state? I think the last president who stood up against the deep state was shot in Dallas, Texas in 1963. And even though he was a Democrat, and uh, I think that John F. Kennedy, uh, you know, he was doing a lot of good things. He was He was fighting hard for the common man. And after he was shot, I don't think any president since him has ever got to do what he really wanted to do. I mean, I think every one of them tried to do things, they, but, but found out when they got there, 
that they are not they were not in charge. Trump just walks in and says, I don't care what anybody says. This isn't how I operate. I am in charge. And that you're exactly right. They're stunned. Their mouths are drunk. They try, you know, they look, we went through the Russian collusion. We went through the Article 25. Where here we are with whatever this Ukraine thing is. I mean, they, they've been talking impeachment before he ever got sworn in. I mean, uh, can you imagine like uh, like Obama or any of these other presidents having their phone calls monitored and then transcribed and then having to explain what they said to another leader. It's like, I'm the president of the United States. I'm not going to go uh, explain to some 33-year-old kid who is listening in on the other line uh, what, what I'm doing, uh, what I, why I'm saying what I'm saying. And this is what they're, they're telling the president, this 33-year-old so-called whistleblower, you, you've got to now go through this whole impeachment inquiry because a 33-year-old kid was listening in on another extension in another room and didn't like what you had to say. It's just unreal to me. Jim, this is what this is. It's, it's rebellion. Uh, our, our, we're watching the deep state literally rebel against the people's candidate. The people put Donald Trump in. The Lord put him in. The people voted. I mean, it was a miracle that night. You talk about thread and needle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can we relive that night? Because I'll tell you what, can you imagine if Trump is reelected, uh, what what that night's going to be like? It's going to happen, Jim. He's going to be reelected. He's going to be reelected <laughs> because they, they don't they don't have any. They, they literally have they don't have anything to offer. And it's hard to run against a man where there's all this. Success in, in the economy. Yeah, look at look at. I mean, he's got these uh, these crazy people, crazy Bernie. You've got Pocahontas. Uh, you've got Mayor Pete. Uh, you know, South Bend Mayor Pete. It's like, who are all these? Then you got uh, uh, Joe Biden. His teeth are falling out of his mouth in the in the debate, and now you've got uh, this. Uh, what's his Bloomberg is getting in. Uh, Deval Patrick. It's like no, they're all. It's like doubling and tripling down on insanity. When they have their debates, it's like all they need to do is just take clips from those debates and run them uh, the day or two before the election. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Even um, who was it that came out and warned? I think it was Pelosi came out last week and said it's too far left. And that's saying something right. If Pelosi says it's too far left, then it's probably way too far left. Uh, one of my uh, listeners just emailed me. They said the 33-year-old kid, the whistleblower, wasn't even on the phone call. So he right. I'm right, he, he, he heard from someone else that was on the phone call. So it's even more ridiculous than what I just said. But let's talk about Israel. I, I, I don't follow the politics there maybe as closely as I should, but I know you were just there with, with like a tour group. And then I saw on the news the last couple of days that uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has been indicted uh, over there. And I'm wondering like, is he going through the same thing Trump is over there? Jim, it's a, it's a repeat. It's almost a carbon, carbon copy of what Trump's going through. The, the uh, their government now has failed twice to be able to form a government. They had an election in April, which Netanyahu won the election, but he couldn't get 50 percent of the 120 Knesset members to side with him to form a government. So which was the first time in history of Israel in 70 years. So they had to have another election of which 
Benny Gantz won by one seat over Netanyahu, 32 to 31. And there's six, and there's 120 seats. And so the president, Rivlin, says to Netanyahu, go ahead, form a government. He couldn't. He gave him 30 days. He couldn't. Nobody would have worked with him. So they turned it to Gantz. They said, you form it. He couldn't either. Nobody wants to work with him. They're so divided in fractions. They got 16 different parties in 120 seats that, that nobody could put a government together. Meanwhile, Netanyahu is being indicted for getting a glass. He was given a bottle of wine and a box of cigars. And they have, they have, they're trying to impeach him. They're actually trying to imprison him for five years for taking a bribe. What they're saying he took a bribe was he received a bottle of wine and a box of cigars uh, from a foreign dignitary, which of which he never gave it the guy nothing back in return. Yet they're still saying he received a bribe, and and this is unbelievable what's going on there. It's simply they have a the same thing like in America. There is a liberal uh, uprising among their groups who are trying to hijack that democracy there, which is the only republic in the Middle East. And, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. The only good news I can say for Netanyahu is he's also an American citizen, and so he can always just pack up and go back to the United States, okay, and stay out of jail. And it's pitiful. Oh, it's, yeah, it, and it's, I was there. It's, I mean, and when you were there, I, the I, I was watching one of your— I spoke at the Knesset. I was watching one of your channels, uh, Pastor Paul, and I saw there was a rocket attack. You were actually live during a rocket attack, or that might have been your wife who was on the camera at that moment. But uh, you you were like in a hotel and you could see from the balcony of the hotel uh, the rocket attack. Uh, Were you in danger and, and how much of that was going on when you were over there? Yes. I'm, well, I never got in danger. I, I don't think I was in danger, but um, there were 450 rockets that were fired. My my tour group that I brought there, we had a good, we had a great tour, and I had already sent them home. They had done their 10 days, but my wife and I had stayed on for another week because we had filming to do. We go around to different locations and film for our television show, and I and I had meetings with rabbis and and I talk and find out what's going on so that it helps me with Bible prophecy, get the inside scoop, if you will. And I happened to be traveling that afternoon to a town called Beth Shemesh, where I met with a rabbi. You know, rockets had already been firing, and uh, my wife called me and says, look, you might want to get out of there. You're, I come within 10 miles of a rocket. So I said, okay, so, well, I got one more interview with Lee, and when I left, I left the town of Beth, Beth Shemesh, a rocket hit that town after I left, hit a house, and injured a 70-year-old woman. Israel has, of course, retaliated with a ton of uh, air attacks. But, no, I never feel like I was ever in danger. And most of the time, tourists are never in danger because they fight among themselves. And nobody wants to hurt the tourists unless you're wandering around in their area. So that's the only thing, which, you know, when tour groups, we never take tour groups anywhere near the Gaza Strip. We always take to the holy sites, the holy places, and keep them in safe areas, so no danger there. But it look, Israel, this is part of Bible prophecy. Israel is going to come under siege, come under attack. Uh, there's no doubt this is coming. The Iran chants it every day, you know, and you know, and their proxies. So it's it's coming. What do you think is going to happen between Iran and Saudi Arabia? I'll be honest with you. I've been skeptical for years of Saudi Arabia when this one uh, reporter 
went in but didn't come out and was supposedly chopped up and buried or, or whatever happened to him. Uh, and it seems like right away the U.S. takes sides with Saudi Arabia. Uh, and then, of course, the attack on 9-11 uh, Saudi Arabia, a lot of the individuals involved in that were from Saudi Arabia. Um, does Saudi Arabia, are they actually mentioned anywhere in Bible prophecy? I mean, on the one hand, they're they're not really an ally of Israel, but I know they're against Iran. So is it the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Is that how we feel okay about Saudi Arabia or, or the uh, Israelis do? Yeah, that's really what goes on there. Um, Iran is Shiite Muslims. So Iran, Syria, and Iraq are Shiites. And then, of course, these Shiites have these radical groups, whether it be Hamas, Hezbollah, um, uh, uh, you know, Jihad, uh, what's called uh, Islamic Jihad, the Iranian regime itself. You got Boko Haram up in um Nigeria, you have Al-Shabaab in uh, Somalia. There's a bunch of them. Now, they're all Shiites. They're all radical. And they have a – their Islamic view is that the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, the Muslim Messiah, cannot return unless Israel is under attack, unless they have conquered Jerusalem and prepared a way for the 12th Imam. They believe it must be through violence and chaos. On the other hand, you have the Sunnis which is about 85% of the Muslim population. The Sunnis believe that the Messiah, the 12th Imam, the Mahdi, comes from the people. He's a humble man who comes among the people, walks in sandals, and brings peace. So these two factions, the Saudis and the Shiites, are at war with one another over the coming of the Messiah or the, the Mahdi. And, you know, Saudi Arabia has the Black Stone, so they have Mecca. They, uh, you know, the, the prophet Muhammad is buried in, in Medina. So they have the two holy sites and the 30th, 3rd holiest site is Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. So what's happening is the Iran is sworn that they're going to blow up the Black Stone and take back Islam from Saudi Arabia. So you got Saudi Arabia and you got Kuwait and Bahrain and Algier and all these and Jordan and Egypt and all these guys and they're all on the same team together and the Iranians are not. So that's why it's believed that there will be a mighty war between the Iranians and the Saudi Arabians. Israel will help Saudi Arabia because they're better off helping them keeping Iran away. And, and then vice versa, Saudi Arabia will help Israel because, you know, a friend of my friend, you know, that is, you know, they're better off than each fight against Iran. So that's really what's going on. Yeah. And unbelievable to me is Russia sides with Iran. And that's the other that, and Turkey side with Iran. Yeah, Turkey so is supposed to be part of NATO, and uh, NATO. It, but, it, it looks like we almost went to war with Turkey over how they, uh, you know, we were trying to withdraw from uh, the, the 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 territory where the Kurds were, and they were getting hostile with our withdrawal, and that that just looked really interesting to me. And I guess they just bought a bunch of missiles from Russia. I, I don't understand how this squares with them being part of NATO. I guess I'm, I'm expecting NATO to probably kick them out soon. Well, NATO's falling apart. I mean, NATO's falling apart. Um, what's happening is Germany's thinking about siding with Russia. Okay. Germany and, and, and France are leaning more toward Russia. And then the rest of the little Baltic states, and, and uh, Poland 
and uh, Hungary and these guys, they're saying, help America, you know, because they don't want to be a part of Russia. Russia has attacked them so many times. They don't trust Russia. So what you have going down is a breakdown of NATO. And Turkey's supposed to be a member of NATO, but they're siding all, always siding with the wrong side. So get this, Jim. Russia, Turkey, and Iran are all, they've held five summits together. They're holding hands with each other. They're, they're building a coalition. And they are mentioned in the Bible in Ezekiel 38. They're the three of the main nations that attack Israel in the great battle of Gog and Magog. So, and guess what? Russia and Turkey fought each other and hate each other for a thousand years. And now they're selling arms to each other and holding hands. So the world has changed. It's literally changed and it's completely following Bible prophecy. Uh, exactly leading us towards. Well, and I know, time. Pastor Paul, where the the European Union and this whole Brexit thing. Um, some things I've read that if the like the Germans aren't happy with the UK, they they might have a war with the UK over. I mean, th- there's a lot of economic things they can do to the UK for pulling out of the European Union. Um, but at the same time, it could escalate even beyond that because you're talking about like the Germans essentially left holding the bag because this whole EU thing is a disaster. And <laughs> the Germans are like the strongest financially other than the English. And if the UK leaves, the Germans are left with all these you know, problem countries like Greece that's you know basically going bankrupt and and being held up by the EU and and, and a number of these other countries. Uh, what part do you feel that the failure or the breakup of the EU and Brexit might have to play in any of this? Oh, it's it's big. You you nailed it. Uh, the Brexit when the UK gets out of out of this whole thing, it does leave Germany holding the bag with these nations like Greece and Spain and. Italy and, and, and that are just broke, busted and disgusted. Okay. And so what Germany, the people in Germany have to work till they're 72 and they pay high taxes where the French can retire at 52 and drink wine and eat cheese. <laughs> so it, you see, that's not going to go on forever if you're a German. And so what Germany's going to have to do is cut these other nations loose. And that's why they're leaning to side with Russia. Because they're looking for a, this. This is where the world's changing. Germany will go side with Russia, which will side with Turkey, and of course Iran, and uh, France will jump on the back with Germany. They'll they always follow Germany, so they'll they'll run along with Germany, and it'll leave everybody else in that middle there alone. And the United States will have to help build a coalition with the UK to help build a coalition to protect the other little nation, but economically. They're going to have a tough time because they're going to have to learn how to get on their own two feet. And if a guy like Trump gets a second term, he'll help them understand that. And the Russians and, have uh, uh, the Russians help. have a lot of leverage with that natural gas pipeline uh, going into yeah. Europe. That's where a lot of their leverage comes from. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why Germany, once again, is saying, look, we might as well be friends with Russia. Cut all these other guys loose. Uh, we're not picking up the tab no more. We got to stay connected to this. And they, and they did. They cut a big deal with Russia with, for, for their gas. Germany did. And that's why Trump said, you're never, why should I pay for your protection, Germany, when you're never going to fight with Russia? You're buying too much of your gas from Russia. 
So you pick, you guys, that's why Trump told all the NATO countries, pay your own share. He did it because he knew we've been carrying the, the load way too long. This, but this was all part of the globalist movement. This was all part of these, in, these globalists working within our country to sell us out, to weaken us down, to tax us and to, and to, and to leverage us, America, to the point of a globalist, uh, conglomerate, a world, a one world government, if you will. And Trump has ruined this. He's thrown a hammer in this. He's put spikes in their spokes. I mean, he's drove them insane. Thank God he has. And so uh, that's why he's there. Yeah, bull in a China shop, and I'm all for it. In our last couple of minutes, I want to ask you, um, are you still talking much about uh, what is it called? Planet X or Nibiru? Um, is that still something you're I know we talked about that a little bit the last time you were here. Uh, tell us your thoughts on that. I know this is sort of controversial. Some people are not uh, big believers in this. And there's also another story I saw about some major meteor that could hit the earth and wipe out an entire city within the next two years. That was in the news as well this week. Yeah, we, what we've got, I am talking about Planet X, Nibiru, or Planet Number 9, or whatever name they want to give it. Basically, because I take a look at it from a biblical perspective. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, we're going to have two deep impacts that hit the earth. These are not during the end of the world. These will be two deep impacts that bring great destruction, but not doesn't wipe the world out. Now, we have two things happening. We do have this asteroid you're talking about coming in two years. But we have a one bigger than that. We have the Apophis. Apophis is coming on Friday the 13th, April 13th, 2029. It's four football fields wide, and it's going to come right now. It's calculated to miss us by 18,000 miles, which is the satellites are 22,000 miles going around us inside the satellite belt. Plus, it's huge and bringing a lot of debris with it. And that's nine and a half years from now, and we're not sure if it's going to hit us or not. They may actually know if it's going to hit it, and they're not going to tell us that. Before that, though, Jim, there's a, a massive debris field coming from what's believed to be this binary system or Planet X. Planet X is never going to hit the Earth. Uh, it, it's Whatever it is is a binary system. What it's doing, it's shaking the, the universe. It's, it's putting a gravitational pull on not only our planet but the sun and all the planets and causing the poles to shift and causing a massive debris field. That debris And this field is the is planet, uh, Pastor Paul, this is the planet that is on the other side of the sun, so we don't see it, but it's out there, and the gravitational pull of, of the planet, even though we don't see it, is still affecting us. Yeah, and that's why we don't see it. Uh, we, we, we can't see it, but they know it's there because of the gravitational pull. It's affecting all the numbers of every planet, every asteroid, everything happening. That's why they have to keep recalculating all the time. So these are some scientific data. So I look at this way. I don't know what planet X is or isn't. I know the heavens are shaking. Jesus said in the Bible, in the last days, he said, there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, and in the stars, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea, the waves will be roaring, and men's hearts will fail them for fear, for things coming upon the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then we will see the Son of Man coming in the power and great glory. So this is that time, the period of the shaking of the heavens. If, he's, if God's using 
Nibiru or Planet X or whatever it is, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me what he's using. The fact is it's happening. And so, yeah, I keep bringing it up. I keep talking about it. And, and I bring on experts and scientists and, and prophetic people. And, you know, let's hear what they got to say. But the bottom line is something's happening. And the asteroids are increasing in unbelievable numbers headed in our direction. So we will get hit. It's not a matter of if we're going to get hit. It's when. We're going to get hit with two, at least two deep impacts, according to Revelation 8. Wow. That's... And, it, and the Bible calls the second one Wormwood. Wormwood, it calls right. calls it Wormwood. And so, yeah, it's, it's in the Word of God. Very interesting, exciting days ahead. For those people listening, uh, of course, this show will go out on about 20 different platforms. You'll get thousands and thousands of exposures in the replay world. We've got a lot of people listening live, but then it goes out and gets replayed all over the, the Internet. Uh, tell people, Pastor Paul Begley, how they can stay in touch with you, the best website for you, any speaking uh, events you have coming up or anything else you'd like to share in our last couple of minutes I appreciate that, Jim. Uh, the best way to find me is go to my website, paulbegleyprophecy.com. That's www.paulbegleyprophecy.com. There you can watch me live, find out about all my books and DVDs and all that. But you can also find my event page where I'll be speaking. I am going to be speaking in Honolulu, Hawaii on January the 18th. Uh, at a beautiful, It's going to be a beautiful conference there. Uh, and I think that if anybody that's in Hawaii that would love to come be great or anybody wants to fly in there, what a great time to get away from the snow and the cold and spend some time in Hawaii and, and enjoy a great day. I'll be speaking on uh, these events. And in May, Jim, I'll be doing a conference on Nibiru. It's called Megaquake 2020. We're, we're going to be holding it in the St. Louis area on the New Madrid fall line, we'll be talking about the effects, what this gravitational pull does to the Earth and the realization of the earthquakes that are, are certainly going to happen. And, of course, uh, if you type in his name, Paul Bagley, B-E-G-L-E-Y, if you go to YouTube, you'll find him there, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, Roku TV, uh, you just say it's uh, NRB television. Also, is the is the and uh, is it the yeah. inspirational network? Is that the uh, Christian network you're well, on? I'm on I'm on NRB TV. Uh, I'm on GEB, and I'm on World Harvest Television. So three different major networks. All three of those networks are on Direct TV. You can find them in the in the Gospel Channel area. There, you'll find all three. I'm on Sunday nights on one, Monday nights on another, and Saturday nights on another. But, yeah, if you go to any of those three networks, you'll find me. Very good. Pastor Paul Begley, uh, happy holidays, uh, great Thanksgiving, and Christmas to you and your family. And we sure hope you'll come back again and visit us soon. Love to, Jim. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the invite. Thank you so much. God, God bless. You. We'll talk to you next time. What a fascinating guy. And, uh you know, um, you got, got to give him credit. I mean, operating this all out of his basement in his house in southern Illinois. You know, it's a different world we live in. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. <laughs>